Welcome to Preston Super Show. It was a busy Thursday, so it's really late, and I'm going to throw this podcast up, but it's right on time uh, for Bellator. Surprise, Bellator picks for you for Friday night. Coming up quick, won't take long now, and the 1923 episode 7 review that I promised you. It's here, folks. Reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Let's start with the 1923 review. Really fun uh, episode here. The Rule of 500. Episode 7 review. This episode has the badass beginning, right? That just scene where you're just focused. It's intense. You're like, oh man. Anything can happen right now. Jacob Dutton played by Harrison Ford rolling into town and meeting with the sheriff. As they roll up on Evil Banner, who's kicking it with the two prostitutes, pouring the liquor up early morning. And they go ahead, they place that uh, Mr. Banner under arrest. You're going down, boy. We couch you. Really surprised he, he went and got the law involved the more this goes on. Because now it just seems like that can't be it like that's just too easy up lock him up two counts of murder one count of attempted murder so they have a good little showing there but then the fun begins because some questions are answered and some are being asked by the end of this episode starting with how long until we see banner get off the hook with his friend's powerful connections. Tiana Rainwater makes her uh, appearance here, and the man who rescued her, the Native American, uh, they have a heck of a series of events that happen rapidly, along with another Native American man. And I give credit to Taylor Sheridan and everyone for keeping this episode interesting and entertaining. The story flips around and that can confuse people who are just casually viewing. But this episode was done in a way that allowed you to fully grasp the emotion of the situation before moving on. So the three Catholic priests that went after Tiana Rainwater all end up dead. However, so does the Native American man who helped her. The question now becomes, 
How long until the law finds Tiana? Or worse, when she finds her mother is deceased. It's quite a grim picture. Then we see Spencer and Alexandra arrive on land in sort of an intermediary place before they can get back home. Well, there was an interesting thing the sailor told them about the mob and what they didn't like there. What do you know? Alexandra runs into a mysterious man. Looks to be a mobster. Uh, somehow she know, they know each other all too well. Great way to end this show. What was in poor taste? Um, honestly, there really wasn't anything in poor taste in this episode. I would just say one thing that was like a little bit crude was just how they were just smacking the prostitutes ass with the belt it just seemed to like not really line up with everything but then it, you understand it because they're like they're trying to show how vicious Banner's employer truly is and, uh, it, it, it might be a precursor to something even more deadly moving ahead who knows overall this is a four star episode Okay. Can't be five stars because not enough was done to earn that high of a mark from me. It's not going to get those type of marks here. I hope you enjoyed this review. Smooth, sweet, straight to the point, baby. Preston Super Show will be right back after this, going right into the Bellator picks for, I would say this weekend, but it's today, Friday. Bellator 292. Uzman Nurmaga First, Benson Henderson. Bellator, two hundred and ninety two. And I have the picks, the picks for you. We're going to go right through these picks. Not too many fights on the card, folks. On the on Bellator card, you normally don't get that many fights. There's 10 here. It's actually a good-sized card. Um, so we'll go with the first fight here. Let's start it off right. Um, Theo Haig versus Adam Wamsley. I like Theo Haig in this middleweight fight to win. He's the better grappler. He gets on the ground. It's going to be over fast if Adam Wamsley doesn't bring his A game. And even if he does, the longest he's going to go is the second round. Submission, Haig wins this. Simple. Then you have a tough fight. Actually, it's a tough fight. Everybody's running to Laird, and Laird Anderson's side. I've watched him fight. I've picked him to win a fight. No. The business right here, folks, is Laird Anderson to win, but it's going to come late. So, like, the over people on the rounds betters, that's a good place to be because this is going to go happen late when this ends. But he's going to get the finish. It's going to come late um, because what's going to happen is they're going to... This is not going to go to the ground. It's going to be a stand-up fight. Two guys going at it. No games being played. One guy's been out for over uh, 11 months. So, Luna's coming in there. Just looking to fight, get just looking to get his footing. So just be fo just be ready for that. And so I'm going with Laird Anderson, who's been uh, the better scrapper in there. Fought a little more recently, and had more recent success as well. 
Then you have uh, Julius Anglicus versus Dovalitsyn Yagushamurdov. I like Julius Anglicus here. All the way to the decision. I'd ride it all the way out to three full three rounds. Three five minute rounds. The problem you're going to have with the Turkish standman. I think the problem he's going to run into is underestimating his opponent. Julius is cool with going to decision. He does it in the majority of his fights. He, he prefers that. He has the range. He has a little bit of size here. It ultimately really benefits him to just go to decision here. So I like him to win a good decision at the 205 pound weight mark, light heavyweight division. Then we move on to a, a fight that's really important. Like this is an actual important fight for Bellator. All their executives, everybody's going to be paying attention because you have two guys right here. One, they're priming to be a, a major front runner later, later on. And one, they're trying to see what they got to do with him. So the one they're priming is Khalid Mertzaliev. And the one they got to see what they got to do with is Tony Johnson who fights with American Kickboxing. So Khalid has impressed me and he's also depressed me. And Tony Johnson has not performed like I thought he would perform. But based on what I've seen from both fighters and based on what has been recent, I like Khalid in this fight. I'm going to go that route. I'm going to take him by decision. I don't think he has the intangibles, nor do I think Tony Johnson has the intangibles to, to finish this fight. I think it's going to decision all the way at 185 pounds. But I like this weight class uh, for these fighters. I just think that the problem they have is that Neither one of them is bringing enough power here. So I think this goes all the way. Next fight. This is going to be a good scrap. Josh Hill versus Cass Bell. Both of these guys are going to run in guns blazing. That bodes really well for Josh Hill. The gentleman. At featherweight. In a weight class that usually I don't see too many knockouts. Not, as, not lately. I haven't really seen too many here. But this is when we're going to get a knockout. Josh Hill's going to gonna crumple Cass Bell in this one. No disrespect. Cass Bell's a good fighter. The mean green fighter machine. But he's outmatched here. Um, he's going to try to test his luck. And, and go for gold here. And it's, I just don't see it happening. There's really good potential. Just good flow from josh hill's side of things and when he gets in there man he's he's really on point right now and caspell is just running into josh hill at the wrong time that's all uh next fight enrique barzola versus eric perez goyoto eric perez hasn't fought in a while folks yeah like he hasn't fought in a while they're about the same they're, they are the same age so all these people trying to say like it's something to do with age they're not looking at the guy's age i guess so enrique barzola you know him well and you should know well enough by now that he's gonna bring it every fight and i don't see eric perez as the as a finisher so that's out of the question so if you're not gonna finish barzola you're not gonna outstrike him unless you're just that guy 
And I just don't see Eric Perez as that guy. So Enrique Barzola's just got too much talent, too much skills in those hands and in those legs. He's going to put it all on display and win by decision. They're both going to get beat up. Then we got a good fight. <clears throat> Welterweight, where they're throwing Michael Page on this card and Goyoto Yamayuchi. Now, neither one of these guys is a slouch. They can put you out at any time. At 170, at welterweight. This is where Michael Venom Page wants to fight. Yamauchi's cool with fighting here. So I think you're going to get a good scrap. But I think Michael Page is still that knockout artist. Who all he has to do is just hit you with the one you don't see coming. And I think that's what we get, folks. Round number two. Michael Venom Page puts Goyoto out wins this fight then we move on to a big heavyweight fight it's a really interesting fight this is bellator's attempt in my opinion this is like me thinking out loud this is bellator's attempt to get valentin moldovsky back on track against linton vassal guy approaching 40 here that is just you know been through a lot of fights the big swarm but i think they've made the mistake of underestimating linton vassal at this point in his career and I like the big swarm to win this fight. And I think Moldovsky's been just too timid. In his last two losses, just didn't look good. Linton Vass is looking pretty good right now. And I like his chances here. I think he wins uh, in the third round knockout. And I think it's a good one, folks. Then we move on to the co-main event in a wonderful main event. This, could, this has fight of the year potential. And it's only March. Uh, for Bellator side of uh, the affairs. Tofik Muzaev versus Alexander Shabili. And this is a tournament in the quarterfinals. And some people are saying Tofik's getting this fight too soon in his career. I see it the other way. I think Alexander Shabili's been beating guys that I don't want to say they've already been beaten, like they're beaten down, but just weren't on the same level that. Tafikas. And Tafik's actually had some tough scraps, some tough outs recently. Um and and over his body of work, if you look at his career, his his resume, and you look at Shabili's, I like that Tafik's resume better. It's battle hardened. I'm going with him to win here. Surprise knockout, second round. This will not be going all the way. Um, I just think there's too much power on the side of Muzaev. The only way he's going to lose is if he's not able to stifle the attack from Shabili. But that shouldn't be hard because Shabili's okay with going to decision. What you got to understand is Tafik tries to get finishes. So I'm on his side of things in this fight. Then we move on to the main event where you got Uzman Nurmagomedov versus Benson Henderson. And you know the name Nurmagomedov right away. They're building this guy into a star. And Benson Henderson, even though he's won his last two fights, and I respect him, I think he's one of the one of the best uh, fighters to ever come and try this and, and compete at this level. I think he's one of the best to do it. I really do believe that. Because not only was, is he a good fighter still fighting, he's also been such a good coach and such a good uh, leader 
uh, in mixed martial arts and leading by example. And that is so important for the sport. And guys don't even really understand that. Um, but it's been so good for Ben and Henderson Smooth. So here's what I think. I think it's a good fight. I think they both lay it all out there. But when it go, it's going to go to the judges' scorecards. And that's already tucked away. That decision has already been made. <clears throat> like it's one of those things that if it goes to decision, they've already made their decision. It's already there on a piece of paper. I'm not saying that's true, but I'm saying that's my, you know what I mean? That's what I believe. I believe it's already made. That the favorite Usman Nurmagomedov, okay, if it goes to decision, that's automatic. So I think this does go to decision. It's automatic Usman Nurmagomedov. There's not enough. There's not enough for me to believe that Benson Henderson can pull it off here. There's just not enough there. A few years ago, you you would have been able to convince me. But not not after these last two years. Not after seeing how he's fought. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Preston Super Show. Just like the hands of time. I'm turning it over to you. Stay tuned for the UFC real video podcast coming up later today, later this evening. Enjoy Bellator. Enjoy the 1923 review. Have another one for you on Sunday. Have the NASCAR pick up on Saturday. XFL picks are up already. You know what to do with them. Week 4 XFL. Good night and God bless. Palms 37-4.